Welcome to the Pad the Stats podcast, your destination for everything fantasy football and where fantasy title hopes come true. And now your host, James Swanson. All right, welcome back into another episode, our third wide receiver scouting episode. Pat Cotter's back with me to break down three more receivers in a loaded 2021 class. So let's get this thing going, Pat. Uh, two, I'm, I'm so excited about this episode, first off. No, I know you two, two of these guys are my absolute favorite receivers in this class. There's no doubt about it. The other guy, I absolutely hate, but we have to talk about him anyway oh, because yeah. there's a lot of people who are giving him height. Uh, I, only two of these guys of your absolute favorite. I feel like we had another guy you watched. We watched a little earlier that you were really in love with too. So it's, it, you know, I feel like this draft has actually got a lot of the, your type of guys. Uh, and, uh, it's just going to be funny to see how they fall in everybody's rankings. Cause like this class is just a very diverse, but very deep group. And man, am I excited to have a ton of picks in this year's draft? Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. The first two rounds of our rookie draft, totally just going to be a ton of guys that Loaded. to pick from it's you're gonna awesome. be like you're stealing you really are i mean whether you're picking where i'm at at two six in the second round i feel like i'm going to get a lot of value there i mean i know you're sitting at the top of the second round thinking you're going to you have a couple picks there where you're going to get some guys that you really like it, yeah it's it's a fantastic year uh for rookies especially the wide receiver position and i think that's part of the reason why we we wanted to get this one out of the way first before we move on to the running back so Let's talk first, Pat, about I'll, – I'll just put it out there. This is my favorite receiver in this class. I think you probably knew he would be yeah. from early on. Yeah, You've yeah. slotted him to me in a lot of mocks at, at 1-9, um, or at least in a couple, and that's Rondell Moore out of Purdue. Go ahead. I'll let you, I'll let you talk first. And yeah, then I'll bring I'll, him in, I'll, and then, and then I'll, we'll just let you gush about him. <laughs> Go ahead. Now. This guy, I mean, really, you, come, you try to think of like superlatives for him, and honestly, he's a lot of them. He's honestly, uh, to me, he's like the perfect blend of size and speed. He's a, uh, he's not the biggest guy in the world, but he is well put together. Like he is thick where it, like, like in the legs around the hip, like he's, he's just, he's a big guy for his size and he, but he still has like blazing speed. Maybe not, he might not be as waddle fast, but he is plenty fast enough. He He's a bull in the open field. This is, like I said, your kind of receiver. He runs over people. He, what we we sent, we saw that video of, of him his freshman year squatting six hundred pounds at a hundred and ridiculous at a hundred and eighty pound body ridiculous. weight. Ridiculous. His freshman year in college, he's already squatting six hundred pounds. Now, not doesn't say he doesn't have, come with some concerns. You know, he has had a checkered pass when it comes to injuries. He's been he's had a hard time staying on the field the last two years, but. Man, when he's on the field, does he make plays? And I'm, I'm just going to hand this on over to you and uh, let you kind of gush about him. Well, you hit it spot on with how he's built. He's not a big guy, but he's well put together. He really has a similar build, or at least a similar measurables, to Tyreek Hill. He's 5'9", 180, 185 pounds. I think Tyreek's like 185, 190. But when you talk about lower body, Rondell Moore, that 600-pound squat, you can see it on film. He is very powerful. Literally, he is Saquon Barkley at the receiver position, minus 35 pounds. That is who he is. If you watch his movements, extremely similar. The way he runs through tackles, that Ohio State game that we watched from his freshman year, whew. Go back and watch it. Oh, please, it's impressive. Please. It is so, so impressive. He is literally the, the Barkley version at wide receiver, just in a smaller package. He's explosive, powerful, ability to break tackles. 
I mean, this guy is lightning quick. He's not as, I talked about Tyree Kill. He's not as quick as Tyree Kill. Nobody's Tyree Kill. He's not that twitchy, but he's lightning quick, but he's also fast. He's going to be a nightmare in the open field. You get him the ball after the catch. He can do a lot of things in the return game. He has good body control. Don't let it, him fool you. He can go down the field. He can stretch the seam. He, we saw him on film make catches down the sideline, down the oh, yeah. boundary, where he turns, use extremely good body control, back shoulder. This guy is a receiver. He can play the receiver position. He's not just a gadget guy, like somebody we're going to talk about a little bit later in this episode. This is a complete player, and this is a game-breaker, a great game-wrecker, and you need to draft him. I'm telling you, he is going to be in my top three receivers when this is all said and done. He can be used, again, in a multitude of ways. You want to use him in the run game, screen game, short and intermediate routes, vertically, you name it, he can do it. That 2018 year, his freshman season, 114 receptions, over 1,200 yards, 14 total touchdowns. I think he had over 200 rushing yards that year, too. Just, you know, fantastic in 13 games. Now, Pat, you mentioned just seven games the last two years. We think some soft tissue injuries have, have kind of popped up and held him out of some games. They never really did mention why he missed some of this past season in 2020. So there is a little bit of concern there. Look, I'll be honest with you. If I, I'm going to tell you don't worry about it all that much. This kid's got a chance to bounce back from that, in my opinion. I think he's going to be just fine. If you are sitting at the back half of the first round and you have a chance to draft Rondell Moore at 1-9, 110, 1-11, 1-12, whatever it is, please, please, please take him because he is going to be a game changer. Complete game changer. Drop mic. Yeah. No, I mean, <laughs> the, the thing I love about Rondale Moore is, you know, you see a lot of guys that we've talked about already. You see a lot of guys in the NFL that, you know, they're, they're, they're great after catching the ball and, and, and in producing yards after the catch. But they're typically, they either do that with their speed, with their agility, or with some power. You know, they're going to run guys over, they're going to run away from guys, or they're going to make moves and, and, and break the ankles. Rondale can do all of that. Like literally he's going, he can, he can set you up and, and juke you out of your shoes. He could like plow you over like he did in the Ohio state game. Like we can see him do. He can also run away from most guys in the NFL, if not at least, you know, keep them at bay. I mean, this guy, he might not be a four, three, five guy, but I still, I think he's going to run four, four, you know, like four, four on the dot, four, three, nine type of guy. Yeah. And not to mention, we just watched him the other day, jump 42 inches ridiculous just earlier this week. Uh, I read the tweet said something about, I don't know if it was a strength and conditioning coach or a trainer, uh, challenged him to jump 42, said, Hey, you couldn't do it. And on his third try, he got it. He is just so explosive. I, I mean, I'm just in love. I can't say enough good things and I'm God damn. I'm hoping I get this guy. Oh, I, I mean, I think you got a pretty good chance at him. I don't love him quite as much as you do. I do have some more concerns with the injury history, with the risk of him being one of these guys that are just, you know, these athletic freaks that are really tightly wound that just seem to get nicked up and have these these hamstring issues, these these, you know, muscle type of problems where they just can't they just can't get healthy. You know, like whenever they're they are fully healthy at the start of the year, they're just they're game breakers. But like we saw with Debo this year, these guys just just for some reason just tend tend to have trouble staying on the field. And I worry about that with Rondale, but man, if he I mean, if he just can get that past him, then he's going to be phenomenal. Like, I, I just, I, I, I love what I see from this kid on, on tape. Okay, let's move on. And another receiver that I really like, who offers a lot, is not quite the same player as Rondell Moore, 
we talk about a guy who's very shifty, quick, and the most slippery player that I've ever scouted, hands down, in the three years that we've been doing this. Kadarius Tony out of Florida. Now, I'm hoping that I can get him in the second round. To be honest with you, the way things are trending, I'm starting to think he's not going to be there for me at 2-6. Things could change. Depends. We're in a super flex. Quarterbacks could fly off the board a little bit. But I am I really want him, and I don't know if I'm going to get him, Pat. I mean, this kid, when we put on the tape, I talk about just how slippery he is. But I, I think he's underrated in his strength and power. He breaks a lot of tackles. Oh, yeah. I mean, people just seem to bounce off of him. Like you said, slippery is a great word. He's, he's like a grease pig out there. Guys just like, they, they he just... He doesn't go down like he'll he, he seems to even find ways to like fall forward in a lot of the, in a lot of his plays just because he knows how to get to work angles and make sure the guys aren't hitting him cleanly. And he and and his his level of agility and his level of and his ability to kind of accelerate, decelerate and change uh, change directions is out of this world. Like like nobody you've ever seen. Like they say that Tyreek Hill looks like he has a joystick kind of on his back and you can just kind of control which way he's going and it just really doesn't make sense with gravity. He's the same exact kind of way. Like you watch him and he's just like, you don't understand how he cuts on a dime, how he stops and starts so quickly. It's ridiculous. Like he's extremely fun to watch. And like, I, I, I really like him. And I've heard a lot of buzz about him being a, like a mid first, like, you know, in the, early 20s range uh, you know i see him mock to washington quite a bit which i wouldn't really like but you know in that area where he's going to be a, a highly touted wide receiver and a lot of guys a lot of big name scouts are really all over this kid undoubtedly one of the quickest receivers in this class exceptional balance just exceptional balance really impressed um yeah you know if i put alan iverson on the football field and said hey <laughs> yeah. set up your man in front of you before you break into your route this that's what this kid does it's like street ball like he gets a wide base he kind of comes at you a little a bit unorthodox in those first three yards when he approaches the db but he sets people up like nothing i've ever seen and he gets into those I, i've never seen anybody run a whip route like this kid can no it's ridiculous I, it really is it, it, that was the quickest whip route i've it's almost it, it's a in cutting whip route but it's the quickest thing i've ever seen it, it's just ridiculous He's got so much skill, so much explosiveness in his first few steps. Um, yeah, he he's a high, human highlight reel is what I wrote down. Uh, a lot of wow plays his senior season. Yeah, I mean, the, a few things that I do do worry about with him. I mean, he had a really late breakout age. He really didn't do anything up until this year. You know, he's he's a senior. He's a, he's a, he's a older player that literally like you know really hasn't done anything until now. Like, and that worries me a little bit. You know. Had just 50 catches in his previous three seasons combined. Yeah, that's that he, like I said, did nothing. And and it's not like Florida has been, you know, the worst offense going around. I mean, they haven't been great, but I mean, you, you, you haven't been able to do anything up until this point. Now, I think he's had a couple injuries, you know, had a little bit of trouble staying on the field, but he's, he's a guy that just, you know, has been kind of off on the wayside for a long time. And now he finally produces and, you know, great. But, you know, that is a little bit of a worry for me. Um, I, you know, he's not the biggest guy in the world. You do worry a little bit about his size, a little bit about his frame. He's not, you know, your prototypical wide receiver. He's more of a slot guy. Nothing wrong with that. But, you know, it's something you got to think about whenever you're going to be drafting him. Um, now, I didn't see any drops whenever we were reviewing his tape during the regular season. And I could have sworn I heard a, a stat somewhere saying that he didn't have any drops during the regular season. 
he had a lot of drops at the Senior Bowl. Had a tough day. He had a really tough bowl. day, too. He dropped a lot of passes. He was wide open on a few of them and just couldn't bring the ball in. It doesn't look like he's got bad hands. I don't know if he's got, you know, sticky mitts, you know, ones he's never going to drop them. It's funny because I, I remember hearing uh, prior to the Senior Bowl or, or, or they were doing an interview with him, you know, at, at the end of the year. And they're like, you know, you know, Kadarius, you had a you had a really crazy year. You were able to catch the ball very well. Like, what did you do during the offseason? Were you like just hitting the jugs machine a lot? Like, what'd you do? And he's like, I haven't been on the jugs machine once. And I was like, oh man, like that's like, oh, he just got natural hands. But at the same time, you're like, I mean, even if you're you've got amazing hands, you still should be practicing, like using the jugs machine. What I, one thing I love about Devonta Smith is he said he caught a hundred balls every day after practice. He wanted to make it natural, like he would like, like, you know picking up a spoon or 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 wiping his butt you know picking up a spoon you know, like or like eating you're like this is like one of those <laughs> things like like it just feels like a secondhand nature to do so and like picking and, up a spoon like picking up a spoon uh <laughs> and and uh it, it worried me a little bit that like you know is, is this guy that's gonna have a little bit of work ethic issues it's hard to say maybe i'm looking too much into it but you know it's kind of one of those comments that like he was just kind of saying like oh yeah i just kind of do it and and it made me a little concerned, but you know, I still think he's a very good player. Um, right now I got him around my seventh wide receiver. You know, we got a lot of guys to scout yet, so he might go up down. He might go up one as I watch him a little more, might go down one, but I still firmly have him in my like top two tiers in my rankings. Yeah. So still a very, very good prospect, even though we're not going to quite have him in that Devonta Smith, Jalen Waddle. Uh, maybe maybe not even a Terrace Marshall range, right? For me, definitely not Rondell Moore, but he is very good. If you can get this kid in the second round, I know I'm going to be thrilled. You talked about the smaller size. 5'9", 190 is what we have him at. Is that officially? Are those, yeah, per, the, are oh, those senior uh, bowl numbers? Uh, yeah, no, he is. Or I have it written down wrong. Yeah, his senior bowl numbers, he is uh, 5'11", 189. Where did I get 5'9 from? Um, it could have been those numbers that he had at Florida. Okay, you know? that might so, yeah. I mean, I mean, maybe he was wearing some platform shoes at the senior bowl. Uh, usually it's the other way around, Usually right? you'd see it the other way around. But I remember people saying okay. that he test, his, his his measurables were, were, were good. You know, like yeah. he, people were surprised that he was as big as he was. So Now we talked about Rondell Moore being a thick guy, especially in the lower half. This kid isn't. He's, a, he's different. But... The, the things that he does offer, I would be ecstatic to to be able to draft him in the second round. Go get Kadarius Tony on your team. You're not going to be disappointed. And finally, Pat Tutu Atwell out of Louisville. Daniel Jeremiah has him as what his fifth receiver fifth overall receiver. Look, I just don't see it. Extremely quick and fast. Gets up to top speed faster than just about anybody I saw, which is it, it is impressive. Um, if he's matched up in the slot, he's going to be a tough, he's going to be a tough cover flat out, you know, vertically down the seam. They like to throw that shot down the seam to him quite a bit from what I saw. We saw that a little bit in the pit game. Um, he's not going to win any 50, 50 balls. That small stature. He's, he's, I hate to say it, but he's too small. Not trying to pick on the small guys, but he just gets tossed around. Like when he gets hit, Pat, I mean, he just goes flying like a rag doll. By the way, I we, think the bus probability here is so high. I, I'm staying away from from Tutu Atwell. We have him measured, or like his 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 what his university said he was was five nine one fifty three. Now, even if he brings that up to one sixty, like that's a not a big dude. Like you, like you're gonna get killed in the NFL. And and you know we've seen some guys that make it work, and you know, but at that 
being that small, it's, I just don't see it. Like I'm, I have, I like, you know, me, I hated on KJ all last year because he was tiny. He's not because he was just, all he was is a, is a fast guy, maybe some agility, you know, he's agile fast, but he's small. And I don't, I'm not a big fan of those really small players. And Tutu is no exception. He's almost <laughs> kind of exception because he's even smaller than those typical small guys. So yes, he is blazing fast. He's going to outrun guys if you don't keep a guy over top of him. He is very quick. He's going to he can he can make moves and he can he can make guys miss. But when if somebody connects with him, he's just gonna he's just gonna ragdoll. Like it's it's it, it he's he the way he gets hit is is not safe for him. Don't make the mistake and think this is Hollywood Brown level either. No. Hollywood Brown is a better football player than Tutu Atwell by a long shot. So you're just gonna get a fast, very small player. Pat mentioned he's sub one sixty. I just don't see it personally. I don't see where he fits in other than a gadget, Tavon Austin-like player, John Ross. Uh, but, yeah, he's not even Hollywood level. I would pass on Tutu Atwell. Oh, me too. Me too. I mean, I, like I said to you whenever we were watching him, I found a base for my rankings. So that's kind of where he's going to he's gonna be really sitting down there with Sage Surratt at the bottom of my rankings until further notice. Um, <laughs> he's off my board practically i mean he's gonna I, I like i said i've seen guys like like daniel jeremiah who are very plugged in that have him at, at high i think he had him as, as like 49th or, or no i think he's like i think he had him as like 29 or something as overall player he had him as a first round pick i don't see that at all i have serious reservations about this guy but you wait and i'm gonna be eating these words come down come down the line okay same team Let, let's just they take everything um just kind of as it is right now because what I'm about to say is some of these guys I think could be undrafted players and it changes the dynamic whereas a 2-2 Atwell could be drafted high that that is a realistic chance so let me ask you this before the draft everything's equal you're taking Des Fitzpatrick over 2-2 Atwell yes yeah I'm taking Des you're taking um well, how about how about Sage Surratt? <laughs> I mean, I honestly, I might take him just because I think that Sage, like Sage, is big. He's just not fast. Marcus, I've Ste- seen more guys work that are kind of just big lumbering guys than these really tiny. You know, Tyreek Hill's the exception. Is the one guy, and he's and he's not even he's not even as big as Tyreek Hill. So no, uh, Marcus Stevenson taking him. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So. Yeah, I mean, there, there are a handful of guys even at that Senior Bowl that we like more. Nico Collins for sure taking over Tutu Atwell. Uh, I, I wouldn't touch him, even if he's a second-round draft pick. I, I just don't I just don't see it. So pass on Tutu Atwell. We love Rondell Moore. We love Kadarius Toney. Again, this podcast was one I, I've been waiting for because I'm just – I'm really excited about the first two guys in particular. Pat, who do we – can we give a preview for the next podcast? Who, who are we looking at right oh, now? Oh, yeah, so this is going to be our last wide receiver podcast for now. Uh, we'll, we'll likely come back to the wide receivers once we get through the rest of the positions. We want to kind of ta- hit the top names. And, you know, there's going to be other guys that come in and, and then end up probably even outranking some of these guys, especially Tutu. Um, but we wanted to kind of get the guys that right off the bat look like they're going to be early round picks, you know, day one, day two, day three, guys, or day one, round, round one, round two, round three guys. Uh, so coming up, we're going to be looking at uh, Amon Ross St. Brown out of USC. Elijah Moore out of Ole Miss. I know you're excited about that one. Oh, yeah. And uh, Seth Williams out of Auburn, a guy that Jake likes a lot. And then Deami Brown out of UNC. So uh, That's a good group. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. A good group to round it out. Well, like I said, we have plenty of other guys that we'd like to get at least some eyes on 
later on in the process, once we kind of maybe hear some more things about where these guys, where NFL our players are at, these guys, where whenever we kind of get a better look at them, when there's more tape out, you know, that's one of the other things that we've had some trust trouble with is finding tape on some of these guys. So you know, we're certainly going to be going back through and looking at, at more of these guys. Terrace Marshall being one that we we had a little bit of trouble with. Um, so uh, these ranks, the ranks that we have right now, the opinions we have right now are far from complete, but we have a pretty good idea of what we're seeing. We have a guys. pretty good idea for sure. So. That does it for the third wide receiver film room study. We'll be back next time. Pat the stats. Thanks, everybody. Bye-bye.